you do a class and you're doing a training, right? And you're teaching people about something and then they come up and they say, you know, I just think you are so adorable. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. thank you. It's that double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's, I, I, you want the cute to work in your favor. You want people to think you're endearing and welcoming and, and approachable. Yeah. But then at the same time, you know, they, you don't want them to just pat you on the head. That was a great job. Yeah. But I've also learned that it, it puts me in front of different audiences and they don't find me as threatening and they yep. tend to listen to what I'm saying because I say it a little differently and I do more of the normal speak than throwing, you know, accountant speak at you. And so I'll take it. I'm happy awesome. with it. May I have your attention, please? Live flow. So we're going to do more stuff with live flow, Nicole. We're going to continue this train of of live flow. Flow. Anita's awesome. I love her. And we're going to have Terrell come on to do things with live flow. So I'm curious um, when you're talking to accountants, I mean, of course, just like any product, I mean, because all uh, all accounting firm owners run through this ourselves. Like we may have a conversation with a prospective client explain what we do, how we solve, we'll talk through pricing. So when you're having that conversation with your prospective clients, what are some of the hesitations that people have before they say, yeah, I'll move forward or before they actually sign up? Good question. So there's a bunch, what I learned, accountants wouldn't really jump into the cold water without knowing that their clients will like it first. So they would need some time to present it and see that it actually works and they can commit to scaling it. Potential customers would be like, look, I really need to test it. I really need to make sure. So we have a free trial right now. You can do it. But you also need to see how it just chimes into the flows that you have already built and like whether it replaces any other tools. Accountants also calculate numbers really well. So in terms of costs, you need to prioritize with which tools you use and whether you can use it for something else. And then once you're clear, you can scale, but it takes time the flows that you already use i just love it i mean the you guys nailed it with the name and the branding i mean it's it's just so easy it just flows off the tongue right and but it's it's a play on workflows and live data right is that yes yes what i have to say i don't know how it happens but accountants are very grateful what i mean here like if you do something that makes sense you will receive a ton of feedback rest assured you will receive negative if you're doing something wrong (laughs) there's no way to escape that and that that's also helpful because you can improve your product but i've never seen positive feedback before with caps lock and five exclamation (laughs) marks it means you're doing something right and that's really amazing that that would wakes me up in the morning every single day like i know that what i'm doing makes sense may i have your attention please welcome to accounting high it's freshman year at a brand new school here we have no rules in place as we're on a mission to set our own traditions so hang tight and learn with us as we grow At Accounting High, you can expect to gain knowledge in a completely different way than what you may be used to with some fun and oftentimes colorful conversations involving some of the best teachers in the accounting industry. Whether you loved high school or you hated it, here's your chance to be a part of an unforgettable experience redone. While you're here, don't forget to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to us right now so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And feel free to leave us a five-star review letting us know how the school year is treating you. So sit back, relax, 
and open your mind because class is in session. I repeat, may I have your attention please? This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Accounting High. The views and events expressed here are of the next generation of accounting and tech professionals leading this space. The events and suggestions are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this podcast. Anything else? Yeah. So without further ado... Hello, hello. Allow me to introduce myself. myself. My name is Scott Scarano. So nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. We're going to have a problem here. Class is in session. <laughs> That's fun. I That's like it. fun. My mind went to like that. um Saved by the Bell, I guess, because of the bell. <laughs> but it is the bell, yeah. yeah. That whole high school vibe. Class yeah. is in session. We're educating the listeners. We are in this whole next generation. You know, the sons of CPAs are graduating middle school, and now we are in a broader, <laughs> bigger world here in the high school world, right? That's the whole metaphor that okay. we're uh and then also the triple entendre of high. You know, we can talk about high margins or we can talk about getting high. Ah. But on your episode, we just won't range. talk. We, that, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a big range of high references there. <laughs> I think today we'll talk about high margins too, okay. and high school. <laughs> uh, but I'm not high right now. It's not 420 yet. <laughs> so. Is that the rule? Kelly, 420 p.m. every day? That is my rule. Gotcha. I've been tracking my habits, and one of my habits or or barriers to a habit is nothing before four four twenty. That seems fair. I'm not getting high, I get a lot more done that way, ah. and I'm a little more uh, I'm a little more focused on the podcast. Nice. I tend to be a little less lucid, but more focused, and okay. I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see how. I it get goes. nervous. Yeah, I get nervous when I'm not high, though. Like what? I get more like. Oh, social up, anxiety. Yeah. I get that. I get that in person Definitely. more than virtual, but I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, it goes away after a little while, but it's always there in the beginning because I'm like, I want It helps to when away. you know the person that you're talking to, I think. And I always say, like, everyone thinks I'm more extroverted than I actually am, but it's a lot of it is just me faking it until I feel comfortable. So just kind of keep pushing through it until you feel better. <laughs> so that's a yeah. lot. It's like 50% of it sometimes. Walking into a room a lot and just of, trying to figure yeah, it I mean, out. It, I think you know that's that's the way you present yourself too. You have that whole very colorful exterior. Literally, I tend to see that li- literally. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's you know it's the colors to me. Th- those are my favorite colors too. Like your your color scheme nice. matches my mind where where my head would go. Madeline Pratt, she's got yeah. a similar color scheme mm-hmm. too. And yeah, actually, I think right now. now we have the same colors. Only hers is like her whole head, and her and the mine are more head. sprinkled in. But the blues, the pinks, the purples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that part of the rainbow. That whole side of the spectrum. The blue. I'm incorporating a lot of that in my mind. The whole blue and purple. But I'm bringing in some red there too, because the blue and red make purple, mm-hmm. right? So I gotta have yep. both of those. I think I see it as the hot and the cold, or the night and the day. I see it as like fire and ice or, and then the purple somehow mixes in the middle. I've been trying to work out what my first tattoo is going to be. Ooh, okay. Do we have a list? Have we narrowed it down at all? 
this episode is not about my tattoos or me. This is about you, Kelly. (laughs) Well, I have a couple of tattoos. You do. I mean, yeah. Yes, I. You Any have. Of them, which, so t- let's let's talk about your tattoos. Any of them right Before now. we even talk about who you are and introduce <laughs> you, let's talk about your tattoos. Okay. So my first, I waited until I was eighteen so that my parents couldn't be mad at me, and <laughs> then went on my eighteenth birthday, the day after I went and got my first one, which was a shamrock because I'm Irish, and then followed it up with a bunch of little ones. But my favorite one, and I'm not sure how to show you guys, but that one is um. It's a voice note that my dad left uh, about a week before he passed away. So it was the last voicemail he left me, and I was able to convert it to a sound wave. And then so f- tattoo cool. it. I see it, and that's how I see audio a mm-hmm. lot of times. I was like, oh, yeah, wow. It's like a like, heartbeat <laughs> or like uh-huh, or a voice. Yes. Everyone asks, is it a sound wave or a heartbeat? It's a sound wave. Yeah. yeah. That's so dope. What did your dad say on the voicemail? He was calling. It was my birthday. So he was calling to say happy birthday and just tell me you love me and call him back when I was free. It was like that night. I think that's I was out for a... drinks or something. And yeah. So. That's such a cool idea to take that. And and it's not like you, you didn't you didn't put the words there or anything. It's just like no, because it's for me. I can always listen to it, which I I will admit I have not listened to it because it's just too emotional, I guess. But I sure. still have it, and I held on to it. I transferred it from phone to phone because this was a while ago. I transferred it from phone to phone, and I was finally like, "What am I going to do with this?" And so I was going to print it and frame it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, if I can print it, I can tattoo it." So. I was like, I asked my artist and she was like, hell yeah, I would love to do that. All right, then let's do it. So I want an artist. I am my own artist right now. And I need, I need an artist. I need somebody to take the ideas in my head and turn them into a reality. And this is, uh, we're going to get into this too, because you're a very creative person and and I love that about you. And I want to dive into that. I mean, we could talk about accounting. We could talk about the industry. (laughs) But I want to talk about the creative. That's all. That's why I'm the solo host on your episode. Um, (laughs) I like the creatives. I I take them solo. Usually Ackerman comes in when it's like actually talking about tax stuff and running a firm and all that. But the other fun stuff. We're going the other fun stuff. So Gonzalez is not Irish. It is not. Right. Yeah. It doesn't sound Irish. (laughs) No, but my mom tried. My first name is Kelly. My middle name is Patricia. So she went full Irish on the first two. Um, My last name is Portuguese, which was my dad's side. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. most people, I'm like, I'm Irish. And then they're like, and what else? I'm like, and what else? Yeah, because yeah. well, that's, you know, you have the complexion and the look of yes. more Portuguese <laughs> side. And then the last yeah. name, too, t- tends to be a giveaway. Yeah, um, it confuses everybody. So. Yeah. But we've we've gone through the pronunciation. It's yeah. Gonzalves. We, yeah. we got that down. Um, tell me about your childhood. My childhood. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. So I grew up in Queens, New York, where I still live, just in a different part of New York City. Both of my parents, I went to Catholic school all the way through college, and I played sports. Catholic school girls. Yeah, my dad I was went a Catholic, to Catholic school, school, girl. school in New York. He was in New Rochelle. The, but yeah. My school was on the corner, so it was really easy. My mom was like, I can literally watch you from the window. So she did. She would watch us walk to school sometimes. Um and I played basketball and softball and whatever else my mom could sign me up for. And we did gymnastics and tennis at some point. She just wanted to see if there was going to be a sport that I stuck with and I didn't. I don't like to get hurt. <laughs> I'm actually a little clumsy. And so anytime I'm running around and trying to focus on, let's say, catching a ball and then trying not to fall, I'm going to always choose to not fall. So I'm not one of those players. Like I'm not sliding into the base or taking the hit. 
And so sports were really not <laughs> my strong point, although sure, she did sure. try. She definitely tried. Um, well, I mean, a sports big Catholic school? Like, is, is it? Yeah, is that CYO a is like the inter, like inter school. So we played other schools. So um, mm. it's Catholic Youth Organization is what it's called. So we would play other schools in the district and stuff like that. I just, I'm never going to be the person that, that takes the fall or whatever. I mean, there are some, you know, there are some really strong players out there with their knee pads on and they were going for it. And I was just not, not that kid. So, <laughs> so <laughs> she tried accounting to high is, yeah. so accounting high is by gender or I guess multi-gender. Is it, is it, I don't even know how to say that. It like that, it's all, all gender. Like it's not an all girls school or it's not an all guys school. Yeah. Like that's, that was part of the re what I was trying to get to is um, well, part of the reason I'm changing the name. Yeah. yeah. Co-ed. That's the word. That's the word. Co-ed. Co I want to make this more of a co-ed podcast. Yeah. Sons of CPAs is too male. And then you got the yeah. ca Catholic. There's definitely, when I think of Catholic, I think of girls school, right? Catholic Well, I wasn't in, girl. no, I was co-ed. So co -ed? definitely okay. through, I went to freshman year of high school. I went to an all girls school and then I transferred out to a co-ed school. Still Catholic, but just a different one. And yeah, so I guess that one year, I did make some great friends. Catholic? Like, hmm? is it just the prayers and stuff that's Catholic or yeah. heavy-handed? Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just you have regular classes and you just also have a religion class that'll go into, you know, prayers. And and you have to go to, well, I guess through eighth grade, we went to school every first Friday. Not to school, sorry. We went to church every first Friday. And then um, anything mass. else. And that's what it's called, right? Yeah, mass. Yeah. And then your sacraments. So instead of having to go to like a separate school to learn how to you know do communion or confirmation we just learned it in religion class and so i didn't have to go to like another class after school was over so i guess that's a benefit that's interesting because you don't hear too much christian schools but i think most of our public schools are christian underhandedly even though we're supposed to have separation of church and state I yeah mean, to, i think it also degree. depends on where they are so yeah like what the majority i guess in that area is might make a difference Mm -hmm. I think probably I by you, I'm it's probably the Southern a little Baptist, bit more like that, Like right? I'm in the Bible belt of the world. Yeah, like exactly. North Carolina is like, I, I, all I'm exposed to is that. But when I was in New York, it was very much very Catholic. That, that was the Catholic side. Yeah, I guess um, I was in public school until second grade. And back then, I guess I don't even remember what the difference is. I went to school. So I had to go to religion, I guess religious education. That's what it was. After school on Wednesdays. And that was just... If I wanted to make my communion, that was just how I was going to do. I don't know if I would have chose it back then, but it was how I was brought up. So it's always yeah. chosen for us. We yeah. always like, you know, anything that we do, even subconsciously is chosen for us. You're a very youthful person. So and you you are very young at heart, I believe. Um, yeah, I, see, I think so. I see that. So that's why I wanted to bring up the childhood, because I think it's very relevant for today. Some people. Yeah. Like for me, I vicariously live through my kids or through my memory of being young. And that's why this is going to be a counting high because in my head, I'm still in high school. I'm still arrested development. Well, it still feels like it was age. yesterday. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it though? I say like, like, oh, like, oh yeah, like a couple of years ago, it was like 15 years ago. It's like, oh, okay. Maybe it was a little longer than I remember. Yeah. Well, 20 years for me, but my daughter, who's 15. Your daughter 15, is 15? She's having her quinceanera. Aww this next week or next month she's in high school and i vividly remember high school like as as we're talking so like when i say vicariously like literally do you still have friends you know, from high school 
I do. And they're going to come to her nice. birthday party. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. That's awesome. Um, yeah. There, see, that's the other thing. I kept a lot of my, the same friends. And so, I mean, some from before high school, some from high school. And it's so to us, it's like, oh, like it was just the other day, but it was literally like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, we don't ever really change that. Our dynamics with our friends too. Yeah. Like to me, I'm noticing that now it's like the, the whole mindset that I'm in when I'm around them is different than mm-hmm. when I'm around new people. Like I'm yeah. a different person. I'm a state. I'm the same person. I'm definitely <laughs> all, to all degrees the same, but I have a different mindset in life now. And I'm sure that, you know, you could probably agree because you're, you've broadened your horizons, obviously since high school, Yeah, you're nationwide, God. worldwide, maybe, you know, you have a broad mm-hmm. reach through these socials, right? But growing yeah. up, both of us growing up, we didn't have social networks. No, I'm trying to think my AOL profile was about as close as I got, I guess. And then yeah, dial up. When we had AOL, it was dial up, was right? Dial up. AIM. Like as some as soon as somebody picked up the phone in the house, it was like, oh man, all right, what happened? You have to sign back on. Tell yeah. me something cool about AIM when you oh. were in because I was in high school for instant messenger. I yeah. thought I think maybe you would have been in middle school. Well, Instant no, I don't think. Okay, so are we gonna say how old we are? Because I feel like I'm 38. Oh, so you're a year older than me. So we're in the same. Oh, just a year. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so it was like high school, older middle school, high school yep. that I started burning CDs and telling those oh, yeah. and we were on AIM. Oh, um, and that was Lime like Wire and what was Lime Wire, Lime Wire mm-hmm. the one that got in Napster. trouble? Napster. There we go. Yeah, I mean, we had so we had AOL and then it was Instant Messenger and you would put your your away message like, oh, you know, out and about with my friends, like catch you later like we were so cool like anyone cared where we were <laughs> but it was yeah. like you know oh i gotta just hold on i have to update my profile real quick and like change the colors or the fonts or something it was like my intro to html coding kind of thing like learning you all felt of the like different you were ways. cool if you had a hundred contacts right like yeah. anytime you got to about a hundred that was okay. like oh wow i know a lot of people and that was the only like, way to like exchange numbers so to speak because i didn't have a cell mm-hmm. phone until i was 16 so yeah that well, it. that's, about, that's about right. Do you have the same number as when you were 16? <laughs> so I was a brat. <laughs> my mom got me a cell phone for my birthday. And yeah. it was just a regular, you know, Motorola or whatever. And everyone at the time was using Nextel because they were using the walkie-talkies. And yep. so I said, mm-hmm. hey, I really appreciate that you got me this phone. But I really think that we're going to save a lot of money if you just let me get a Nextel. Because I can talk to everyone and it doesn't cost me anything. Uh, remember your minutes yeah. and after nine and all this and so she's like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, we can go and change it. And she kept my number and she still has it. So it's from the oh, time wow. I'm 16, that phone number is still her cell phone number. Yeah, I got a, a handful of friends from high school that they all have their same number. And I remember yeah. theirs. We used to, I mean, I used to pretty much memorize numbers back then too, before yeah. they were all just saved in as contacts. Yeah. And it, when I was on AIM, I started a club and they were <laughs> the homies. It was like, I, I don't know how it came about, but there was maybe like 50 of us. <laughs> In our high school, some other high schools too, but everybody started their name with homie, H-O-M-I, and then mm-hmm. whatever it was, I was homie slice. And it was like, <laughs> everybody had different homie names, nice. right? And then we got these pants that like express or structure, like uh-huh. all matching. Everybody had diff- <laughs> the same pants. It was crazy. Like this was the kind of- Well, did of, you uh, do the parachute pants, like the Jenko jeans and stuff it, like that? That's what it was. Yep. It was I like wore parachute the, I was pants. like a size zero and I'm wearing these UFO pants that were, I mean- insanely large on me and my mom's like this is really what you want for christmas like this is what you want i was like yeah i really want these pants like i was like had to have these pants they were huge and now yeah i know it's it's gone completely flipped 
Yeah. People don't wear clothes that are their size because everybody wears clothes too small now. Like yeah. I, I do too. Like I'm trying to fit into jeans that <laughs> I don't belong in now. But my jeans used to be huge, right? Yeah, I used to wear them. Like, they used to be huge. falling like, down intentionally. Them, yes, intentionally mm-hmm. much larger than what you, and like put a belt on. Like that was the way to go. And I never even put the belt on. So I'd be always walking around, pulling up my pants. Like I one hand no would tr- always be holding my pants <laughs> <laughs> or I'd have to walk like side, like, I don't know. Yeah. I had no choice. I definitely had to put a belt on because. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's different for guys. It was like, Which also was, my mom was, was thanking God that I had to go into a uniform every day for school. Cause I mean, these pants were ginormous. She couldn't understand why we would want to wear pants that were so large. Just didn't make any sense. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, that, but that's interesting too, because like with kids nowadays, I'm trying to understand that sometimes they get to the point of, I don't get it. Like the K-pop stuff, I'm finally getting to the point where I kind of understand it. And like the, the, the different types of music, it always starts with music. That's where like the cultural hits, yeah. right? Like that's where the I the still whole maintain that we had better music. Happens. I don't care what anybody says. Did we though? What I was our so. music? Well, okay, so I look at like their rap or hip hop versus ours, and yeah. Biggie, Tupac, Eminem, like that's always going to take it for me over anything that's playing today. But and maybe that's okay. just because that's I'm biased. That's what I like. But well, I mean, you could understand just, what they were saying. They were telling a story, like Slick Rick, like yeah. stuff like that. But now it's it seems like it's a bunch of words that they're just kind of yelling at you most of the time. Not just that, but they're <laughs> not even really pronunciating, and they're mixing in like a a mode of emotion. So I'm starting to understand the emo type rap, right? Mm -hmm. They're mumbling, but they're also expressing how they feel inside too. And then the Mm -hmm. auto tune brings out a different layer of this and they're, they're tapping into their human ability. And some of them Mm -hmm. still rap. You can hear them rapping, but sometimes it just is a hodgepodge of noises. I think that's, and maybe it's just because I'm older. It's that I'm not getting through the, the hodge or the mess or the hodgepodge i'm just yeah. like all right they're just rambling on i can't understand anything they're saying yeah i try to appreciate anything for what it is if it's popular then something is going right for them or they're trying to convey i don't know they're trying to convey something but let's uh let's scope out of the stuff that we don't know about because i don't know too much about this whole new genre i'm starting <laughs> my rap career right now and it's uh and it's me just taking songs from our childhood like i just right. did a jay-z one I just did Izzo, H O V A, and I mm-hmm. and I redid it to Advisory, Advisory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I, <laughs> I should I should play that for you. You might like it. Can't leave accounting alone. The game needs me. Plan is more strategic. Tech, it ain't freezy. Clients want a 360 degree flaunting money. Then why is giving advice still daunting, homie? J to the easy, R to the AV. Stress-free advisory technology. It works efficiently, but that's common sense. So go price your advice with confidence. J to the easy, R to the AV. Scalable, affordable, dabble in advisory. J to the easy, R to the AV. Finance plan easy, cast advisory. J to the easy, R to the AV. Stress-free advisory technology. J to the easy, R to the AV. That's the platform I perform to inform. Ah. R to the AV. Nice. Yeah. Okay. My daughter did the hook. Oh, very cool. Was, uh, yeah, I'll play it for you after. Mm. By the time this is released, that'll definitely be out there okay. in the world. But I'm <laughs> finalizing the mix right now. That's pretty so, cool. So, 
yeah, it's uh, fun. That's I'll just say that, and, and it's, it's getting better. So, so Kelly, 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 you are a solo force. Yet, <laughs> I associate you with a partner sometimes mm-hmm. in my mind too. Yeah. So tell me about like your foray into entrepreneurship because you're one that strikes me as a as somebody that maybe you don't get bored easily but you move on to the next thing and the next thing like what <laughs> i see you're associated with and i'll just go through yeah. like the uh what, I, what i'm seeing Let, let's say you know you got totally booked yeah totally seo in my mind you should just be totally yes i just tried to keep everything into a totally ish thing once i started with one of them (laughs) i totally totally kept going with that (laughs) yeah totally cool with that you got leading lady machine works yeah you got i mean any any other like there's there's a few others right Mm -hmm. i don't want to you know gloss over anything but i want you to tell me like let's think forward you got something Mm -hmm. there too right yeah Um, so it started with with totally booked yeah and it started okay, with cool, totally cool, booked, cool. and it was uh, an accident, if you will. So I was working for a startup, and I don't know if I've told you this story, but I'm going to tell it to you again. But I was working for a startup, and it was awful, like really awful. And the founder and I just did not see eye to eye on much of anything. And so he fired me one day, and I was like, thank God. It was like the happiest day ever. I was so like, it was like, who was going to call it first kind of thing? Like, am I going to find another job? We chicken let me? Yes, we were playing chicken with each other. I was like, all right, I'm just going to. And so he's like, oh, you know, we have to let you go. And I was like, okay, cool. Do you need anything else from me? Do you need me to sign anything? Is there, do you need me to send you any files? Like, and he was so perplexed. He's like, no, like, I guess, no, I'm, I have your page back here. And I was ego. like, Oh, he was like, you have my paycheck? That's even better. I don't have to come back. That's awesome. I was like, all right. So if you need anything, you have my information, you have my cell number and like, good luck. And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Like (laughs) totally did not understand where, like why I was so excited. And I went outside and I had been cleaning because I hated working there so much. I'd been complaining and I called my aunt and I said, Hey, I just got fired. She was like, great. She was like, I'm teaching a QuickBits class next week make it there on this day at this time. And we'll go from there. Cause I want to see you take a look at the software and see how you feel. And like, I think you'd be really good at this. I was like, okay. So next week I took her class and then I went on to take the advanced class and she gave me a couple of clients and kind of went from there, word of mouth and so on. And then I went to my first conference and I realized that there were a lot of people doing the same thing that I do, which I was sure. kind of living in my little bubble at the time. And so I said, you know, I have to figure out a way to have myself be in front of more people, meaning more businesses, more clients. How can I get more clients in without as many just referrals? And then I had also kind of made it a mission to get the attention of some apps and specifically into it because we were doing at the time it was like QBO chat was really popular and we're doing a whole bunch of stuff on Twitter and I was going to their training sessions. And so I said, you know, I want to be one of the people in front of the room. That's going to be one of my goals. QBO chat. Is that like yeah. AIM for QBO? It was a Twitter chat. So I guess if you put it in, in the context <laughs> of a Twitter chat, yeah, I guess so. All right. But there were a bunch of us and, you know, like some apps would jump on. That's how I met Megan Tarnow and Sherelle Martin. And I might have even met Nayo there. A bunch of us, actually. So we would go on every week and all at the same time. And I would like 
it was on my calendar. Couldn't, you know, do anything else during that hour, which chatting away and you had to type really fast so you can answer the questions <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, it introduced me to a bunch of people is my point. So it put me on Twitter, going to this conference, let me know that there were more people doing what I do, you know, what I do. And so I started setting some different goals. It wasn't just to kind of grow the business and eventually take over from my aunt. Now I wanted to expand out and do other things. And so I had to teach myself marketing. And that's how mm-hmm. Totally SEO happened. Because once I figured it out, I said, oh, this is a fairly you know, inexpensive way to get my name out there. It increased my you know, client leads. And I always say, like, we can increase your leads, but we can't increase your business. You still have to kind of do the final sale part, the closing mm-hmm. part. But it was a way to get more people on my calendar and, you know, just how can I talk to more people? And so. So let's. So the totally booked, what was your clients that, what types of clients were you taking on? Was it just any, you said, you know, you wanted to get rid of some of the referrals, but did well, you I have an still, ideal I'm like, client Give persona? me your referrals. I just wanted to add to that. <laughs> I also have oh, yeah, something else. Yeah, because yeah. we can't just live on referrals. If we right. do them, you know, it's a very small, you know, attrition rate. Exactly very small world that I was in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody but knows everybody in that case. It was case, pretty much so, anybody yeah. that came across my desk, so to speak. So, okay. you know, I had graphic designers. I was working with some interior designers, different, like a nonprofit at one point I'm trying to think back then I just had just different service businesses mostly that came across and either heard, you know, from someone else or my aunt had said, Hey, my, you know, my uh, niece can do this for you. That kind of thing. So some different cleanup stuff and just generally speaking, generally pretty much anything. Yeah. Sounds small like businesses, anything small that business. anyone that was using QuickBooks and I could figure it out. So then as you added another layer to the totally theme, yeah. totally SEO, was it the same clients that you were going after or were you going after people in the bookkeeping space and the accounting space? Yeah. So now I was speaking to accountants and bookkeepers and actually apps really is who work with us the most about how to get more clients for them. So it's, I would say like, just because you have a website doesn't mean that, you know, people know where you are, who you are. There are some things that you can do on your website that can actually work in a negative way, kind of like drawing people out of your, out of the way rather than to your site and just making sure that your site is optimized for what you want it to be like that kind of thing. But yeah, we were now I was talking to accountants and bookkeepers saying, Hey, this is what I did. We can do this for you. It's just, you know, let us take a look at your site and let's change some things. I call it like beginner SEO. So what are you, you know, how are people finding you now? How do you want them to find you? Because that's another thing. A lot of times it's like, oh, they're just, you know, generally speaking, small businesses, but I want to work with e-commerce. So I want to work with construction. Okay. Then we have to change the message of what's on your site. We have to let the world know that that's what you're looking for. You know? So. Did you ever think of doing totally targeted like target marketing or to- totally like no, but it's direct. Like, is that related totally to direct? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I'm just thinking of the next evolution of like after SEO, you've got these targeted marketings and targeted ads. Uh, and, uh, so we don't do yeah. ads. So I stay away from that mostly because um, I don't know much about it personally. And so sure. I just want to, we want to optimize your website and then we do a lot of blogs. So it's a lot of content stuff. So we're making sure to drive it home. And I always say it's a marathon, not a sprint, because this is not something that's going to happen in the first two weeks. We're not going to be like, oh, you're going to be number one on Google next week. We want to just start getting you towards the right searches and getting you on the right pages so that you come up for the right people. But it takes a couple months. You know, you're going to kind of have to put in the work and being consistent and making sure that you're posting and letting everybody know. Well, that's the right mindset. 
Yeah, that's the right mindset. Anything is a marathon if you want to do it right. Everything. This podcast for me is a marathon. Like everything is a <laughs> marathon if you want to be consistent and you want to be known as as that person, then you got to put in the work. You got to put the time in, you got to be consistent. Like consistency is the yes. is the, what I'm, I'm trying to drive. Like so it's so all it was, about it was mostly yeah, but this is this your audience now becomes the accountants of the world yeah is it is it typically the ones that are like you did you find that the ones that you were attracting most were the ones that have a lot of similar traits to you maybe they were yeah i would say probably people that are more tech savvy or more tech comfortable maybe okay you know because we're talking about the web and search and understanding kind of how all that works and then we're making changes are you comfortable with us making changes on your site are you comfortable with us you know posting on your behalf that kind of thing and most of it's i guess people that understand what that is and how it works so Mm -hmm. somewhat similar to me age band would you say similar age too or generationally not necessarily i think it's more just an understanding or a comfortableness with tech and that can kind of be regardless of age. I've learned that yeah, it can be regardless set. of no, age. No, yeah, I mean, the reason I'm, I've always been tech forward was because of my parents. You know, ah, they have see. a software company and that's that's what exposed me at an early age. That's why I had the computers, the AIM, I was burning CDs because yep. it was always exposed, right? I was always in tune with it, but it's a mindset, you know, your, your whole, you know, well, that's that's kind of like what I'm trying to drive with anything, that any message is, there isn't necessarily an age gap in a lot of these things. It's a mindset gap. There's some people that have still not gotten over. You need to be in person to do the right marketing. You need to hand your business card. You need to go to these networking events. Yeah. Um, everything is is you know marketing to people in your local area. But the I will world say there's is a, a lot benefit bigger. to the in-person side, like obviously meeting in person at a conference. That's always fun, but I don't think it's a necessity these days. It's an augmentation of yeah. everything else. Like by the time I saw you in person, I felt like I already knew you. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> different. It's, it's very different. And that's, that makes things that enhances things. You know, if, if the in-person is the only interaction you have with somebody, then yeah. you're, I think you're missing part of that 360 view. Um, yeah. And, I agree. And your presence online is the rest of that view. You know, you're, you're putting yourself mm-hmm. out there for everybody else to see, whether it's on Twitter or other types of social media. You know, people are generating, you know, how they feel about working with you before they even work with you. Right. And you're yeah. also putting and, kind of a persona out into the world before anyone meets you, you know? Right. Like my, rep- my website is representative of my company. My Social is representative of me. And so all those things I always say are tied together. Like Google knows that I am totally booked, totally SEO. You know, it ties everything back to me. It knows who I am. Yeah. Which scares me. I, I think you have to, it does. <laughs> but also for you in particular, the other Kelly Gonzalez is a yes. sex educator. You, I know you know who she is. You have to know because know. you're going to get confused <laughs> with her, right? Like, I get Google do, alerts all the time. <laughs> all the time and she's got her whole online presence and she's pretty prominent i wanted to look up some things prior to this episode and then i'm seeing all of her too so you have competition just by name yes literally in new york city coincidentally there's another kelly gonzalez and she writes a sex column and so she has i mean far more seo than i'll ever be able to produce you know she's constantly writing and publishing sex online (laughs) that's what sells like (laughs) 
relationship advice. Yeah, yeah, all of it. So I'm like, okay. Um, so if I tell someone that if they're going to Google me, I'm like, you should also put accounting in there somewhere because I'm not the other Kelly Gonzalez. Like, sorry to disappoint, but I'm not going to be the first one that comes up because... Well, that kind of kills it for you to bridge the accounting <laughs> and sex gap. Like I've, I've been considering that to talk oh, more yeah? about that and, and be a little bit more tab. I don't know. I've, I've said I was considering it, you know, that try to attract a different type of audience too, but we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, you're not going to be able to do that unless you change no. your name. No. Yeah. yeah. I've just accepted it. Although I will say when I first started my company, I know a lot of people struggle with my name. So every time I say, hi, I'm Kelly Gonzalez. It's oh, nice to meet you, Miss Gonzalez. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. Literally after I just said it. And so I knew if somebody was trying to look me up or trying to figure it out, if I did like Gonzalez bookkeeping, that that was going to be a very uphill battle. And so I think speedy. Yeah. I um, speedy (laughs) Gonzalez. Also not a thing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We're not allowed to do that. That's not a mm -hmm. thing yet. But uh, oh, yeah, so yeah. I chose a name that would be easier to remember. Okay. So some yeah. people will just say, are well, you that's... totally booked? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Totally. I'm totally cool totally. with that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally Kelly. Yeah. I, I like totally Kelly. You could you could probably. That's my Twitter handle. It, so. Totally Kelly G. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Yeah. I, I definitely knew that. I didn't yeah. know right off the top of my head. So yeah. Shout out to totally Kelly G. If you're on Twitter, listeners, yeah. check out Kelly. She's got a great twitter well it's just you like when i say people like whenever i try to talk about somebody else on twitter i realize that the best people on twitter are just them unapologetically yeah of course you know like you're gonna just post something if you think about it um i I put my selfies on there pictures of my dog it's all on there and then also how i'm feeling about you know accounting and tech but it just treated like i treat any other social well, yeah, talk about that, though, like th- treating any other social. Are they different socials for different things? I think so. I think like LinkedIn, LinkedIn means more professional. And so but although I've seen it where lately people are, you know, they're sharing life updates and things that are happening to them. So they're sharing to their professional networks. But I always looked at it like Facebook, Facebook and Instagram were more for me, like my family. And but I can't even say that anymore because people have added me over the years and I I couldn't even tell you who's on my Facebook anymore. It's like a hodgepodge of friends, family, colleagues, people I've met at, you know, at shows or somebody that watched one of my webinars. I'm like, all right, well, I sure, like we're all friends now. And then Twitter is more, so I would say Twitter is more on the professional side for me, but I don't treat it like it's strictly professional. Like I can't say something or post something because it's professional. It's just that more of the people I follow and interact with are work related because my real life friends are not really on Twitter. And I think that's a generational thing. Like when Twitter became more popular, but for work, it's primarily Twitter. Actually, now that I think about it and then Mm -hmm. Instagram, it's like me at the beach, me on a boat, me having fun. So I'm like, if you follow me on Instagram, that's just what you're going to get. I'm not, I'm also not going to apologize for it. <laughs> so well, I just post everything. I, I do think that you should not apologize in any of those. I've, I've been of the minds where, you know, that that's just where the different audiences are. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like have the same mindset for all of them. And, and honestly, I, I hate the socials because of what it does to me. Really? Because of the person it turns me into. Like I, I can't say hate. Hate is very strong because they're great for building a mm-hmm. audience yeah. growing a growing an audience or growing a following and 
and yeah and i i've learned that the more you you are on all of them the easier it is for you to bridge the gap on anything and you don't have to turn on a different persona you don't have to be a different person when you're here or there or there yes Um, and i like so if someone follows me on social and then meets me in person, I'm like, hey, I'm friends with you on Facebook or I follow you on, I'm like, cool. I'm not like, oh, let me put on my Twitter face now. It's like, no, here I am. This is me. So <laughs> I don't want it to come across as like super stuffy or super not myself. And so I'm always yeah, kind of- you don't a- have to keep up with the game of whatever game. Some, like sometimes no. I, in my mind, it was always like, this is the persona I'm trying to create on this and I need to be more professional now that this person knows me on LinkedIn. Maybe they're going to like, I always leaned into being unprofessional. I'm wearing a hat on my LinkedIn. I just <laughs> do whatever on there. Like, um, that was know, my, my, my most unprofessional. <laughs> I gotta go look. But, I don't know what my LinkedIn picture is at the moment. <laughs> but it's also like our generation, like I, I, you know, you've got your dyed hair, right? Yep. And, and a lot of our generation, more tattoos is what I've seen and dyed hair and just like, you know, people putting their heart on their sleeve, so to speak, or yeah. more so. We share more. Our gen, yeah, our generation that raised us was very much two different personas. <laughs> I am this at work, and I am this at home, and I'm this with my friends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes three yeah. personas, right? Like that would be difficult for us because yeah. everything is so blended. It would be our lives so stressful if I had to slip into like conference Kelly versus online Kelly versus in-person Kelly. Like I don't, but still subconsciously you still have those. If you're separating them in your head right now and telling me conference Kelly, then subconsciously you might be a different Kelly at a conference. I don't know. I didn't think I was too much different when we met, we met at a conference. (laughs) I'm just thinking Um, if I had to be a different person every time I went somewhere, that would be, it would cause so much more anxiety and so much more stress that I don't even think it would be worth it for me. I, yeah, you know? I totally agree. And I, I, that's why the socials hurt me at first until I'm starting to get it. And I still haven't gotten there yet. I still don't really get it. Every time I'm on Twitter, I feel like I'm trying to post the best post that's going to get the most likes and yeah. the clever or the wittiest thing. And I'm trying too hard. I got to give that up. Like, just post, become more relaxed. What comes to mind? That's what I, that's how I at least started so like i would be weird because i post a million selfies on instagram and then i was like oh i can't put these on twitter and then i was like why can't i put them on twitter who the hell cares some of my most popular posts are me in you know vendor t-shirts or a quickbooks tee or something like that like well the recent one that you did with your dog and with yeah, the lycia shirt so it's like you're somewhat promoting lycia but also you're just being you you know yeah. it's just and she was just i love lycia because the colors though um, as we were talking literally about the colors, their like, colors are in my hair <laughs> They are in your hair, right? They're in my blood. Like, I love that pink-blue combo. Yeah, that's perfect. Same. And that's like the whole, we're, we're born to like those colors because in the hospital, those are the only colors you see. Yeah, that's true. Right? Pink and blue. Like, it's yeah. imprinted on us at a young age. And that's the whole boy and girl mm-hmm. thing that we have going on in our yeah. society. That's a real thing, though. You know, there is boys and there is girls. Yeah, those are both still things. I know, I know that's not taboo to talk about anymore because there are a lot of people that don't want to associate with that and they just want they. Yeah. You know, they that's don't true. want to. And so that's different. <laughs> we can, I don't, I don't think I'm qualified to talk about that at all. Cause I'm, I think I'm, I'm uh, definitely not in a position to talk about it. I know I identify as a woman, as a girl. So yeah. yes. And you're right though. It was instilled at us from an early age that pink was for girls and blue is for boys. So I get that, but, but you got them both. Yeah, I got both. 
<laughs> you, you're wearing both, and I I love that purple. I feel like is is also like a mix. It's of in the, the middle, two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boys that have purple, it's not necessarily the worst thing. Yeah. There's some cool sports teams that have purple that, you know, sure. and I got some cool Jordans that have purple there in them. Go. Um, I got Jordans that have pink in them too. But um, I wish yeah, I so, could speak to, I don't know anything about sports. I'm like, I don't know who has what colors. Well, we, we already covered that, that yeah. you're not a sports person. Your mom tried <laughs> Blue and to orange is pretty much it. New York. And so I can get away with that. My mom, Syracuse Knicks. and Knicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blue Syracuse and orange. And so I'm like, that's safe. So are you, in New York, you've got, subset and i we're not supposed to be talking about sports but you've got the mets <laughs> the nets the there's another at the jets mm-hmm. like there's the, the those okay. and then mm-hmm. you have the more like so i think of it as blue collar white collar there we go type, <laughs> and, then you have and the, the mets and the mets and the jets were the you know hoity-toity type yes. fans mm-hmm. and the yankees were like the people they were the team for yeah. the people the knicks the team for the, the yankees the are the team that money can buy that's how I kind of look at it. So they're, okay. they were always looked at like the more expensive team, if you will, the more they paid more for it. They, you know, were able to get better players. They were more well-funded, if you will. That was always how they- But isn't that because the they had Yankees more fans? I don't know. That, like, I wish Jay-Z I could tell you. <laughs> made that Yankee hat. He made that Yankee hat. Oh, yeah. like a, a More pop, popular like a, than a Yankee. Everywhere. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Everybody wears a Yankee hat. And he maybe is more popular than the Yankees themselves. Yeah. It's very popular. There's- yeah, and, and that's kind of how it is. And I'm in North Carolina, and this whole Carolina and Duke, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing in this country. But most yeah. people are Carolina fans. I think that's because we're the team of the people. I'm I'm a big Carolina okay. fan. If you haven't noticed, um, I'm always anytime. Is that I thing have like a state, baby blue color? Yes. Okay. Baby blue. There baby we blue. go. Right. That's the uh, that's the same list. Powder blue. Similar to the list. Powder <laughs> blue. That's it's the. Uh, it baby blue it was very relevant to our conversation yeah. um, but we'll i'm not wearing all my carolina right now that's, uh, <laughs> that, that that's a color in my blood though like i was born liking that color right yeah. so you're you know you shift over to when you say your work people i think of it as accounting at the mm-hmm. accounting community that's your work audience because yeah. that's now my audience too Right. This podcast and in my whole world has expanded. It's not, and I and I do have two different audiences. I got my accounting firm, who we just take on generally small businesses, mm-hmm. and then I have this, which is now my raps, the podcast, like the that's the entertainment side of me. I want to more creative accountants. side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm also lucky. So I started my business totally booked. Started seven years ago, and. I get to, like, when I'm working with a business owner, there's some educational factors there, like one-on-one. But when I'm doing a webinar or speaking at a conference or doing some kind of a training, I'm speaking to accountants and bookkeepers. And so that's where typically if somebody is intentionally listening to me to learn something, it's going to probably be an accountant or bookkeeper. And whereas a Mm -hmm. client is more that one-on-one conversation, advisory style, if you will. But really when I'm speaking to a bigger audience it's typically accountants and bookkeepers so i found that it, and i'm evolving too but i think that when i tried mm-hmm. to speak to accountants and bookkeepers i tried to say things to make me sound smart or mm-hmm. to make me sound like i knew what i was talking about and i'm just now realizing that i do know what i'm talking about so i don't have to try it at takes all. a while it does it, it does. really does um imposter syndrome is very very real <laughs> Very real, and it's still it very takes relevant. Others 
to tell you that you know what you're talking about before you Isn't realize. Isn't that weird? It. It's like a it weird is. validation thing. Like validation. Somebody comes to you That's for advice word. or for training or something, and you're like, oh, and you're like, oh, wait a Somehow minute. Somehow I, oh, I, I think of what somebody what else would say. Right. right. Like, I, what, what somebody <laughs> smarter than me would say. And then I sound like I don't know what the f- I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. I know what you mean. Um, it so, takes a while. Definitely takes but that's, a while. That goes with blending your all your personas, too. Right. And that's, that's what that I makes say. And I didn't learn it until later on. But being authentic and being yourself is like the best way you can go about it. But it did. No, I felt the same way. So I didn't go to school for accounting. I don't have a degree in accounting. And so when somebody would ask me, for my expertise on something, I was like, what do you want to talk to me for? Like, there's somebody over there that, you know, knows all about accounting and whatever else. But I had a very good understanding of, let's say, the tech side of it or the app or whatever it was that they were trying to use. And what I realized was... You're bridging the gap. Yeah, I guess I was able to... tax. Exactly. But I didn't have to speak any differently. Nobody was going to expect that I was going to, you know, get up on a stage or in front of the Zoom and you know, okay, well, all right, class, let's get it together. It's like, no, I'm like, all right, guys, what's up? <laughs> let's talk. Let's but here's what I've observed. It. One thing that you do understand, though, is branding and putting out the right, well, branding is the word. Yeah. Because what really caught my eye before I even saw you were or anything was your slide deck oh. on the future <laughs> forward or yeah. the insightful accountant one. And then that's what really attracted me to your style was Dang. the the way that you guys packaged that because it was clean, it was slick and it was different. Definitely different. Than, yeah, I but it was also very appropriate. Yeah. So it was not nineties <laughs> clip art. It was not PowerPoint style. Oh, it was fresh. Don't you miss the paperclip guy sometimes though? He was so fun. I love Clippy. I love Clippy. <laughs> Clippy <laughs> Gonzalez. I'm going to call yeah, you Clippy Gonzalez anyway. now. Yeah, yeah, I used to love cheap, that little yeah. paper clip when he told you all the things you were doing wrong. It's like, oh, okay. Did you think the paper clip was a male or a female? I thought he was a guy. Yeah, I thought so too. Is he I'm not? Just trying to, yeah, I don't know. I'm still going into that gender discussion that we're know. having Let's here. Let's stay away like, from cause that because I, I don't know enough about that. I think it's a that, day. But... <laughs> I think Clippy was a, was a they. Right. I don't well, know they if we were, can really tell They were not. fun. They were yeah. helpful. Uh, I guess it depends on how you unravel I don't remember when Clippy went away. I guess one day uh, well, it, we just didn't have it, right? One day we just knew how to use Word and we didn't need him anymore. <laughs> like Fair. that was that was always like the tutorial guy, right? Yeah, Do the you guy. need to learn more? Yeah. Yeah. Once you get into a program, you don't really need the tips. Like nowadays we can just turn those alerts off, right? Mm-hmm. It just says you don't want any more. Oh, tips. I go to YouTube for everything anyway. If I yeah, really can't. Clippy's on YouTube. Something. I bet you there's a Clippy video on YouTube. <laughs> I'm for sure there. Everything on YouTube. I love it. Uh so but so, yeah, my, so, I always say, so I was saying with being authentic brand, yeah. and the branding has to come from, so in the very beginning, I thought I had to do everything how everyone else was doing it. So I had to speak a certain way. I had to dress a certain way. I had to show up a certain way, you know, my behavior, et cetera. And especially online, like I have to be so professional and blah, 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 blah. And what I realized was I wasn't comfortable. So I'm uncomfortable. I have to think really hard about what I'm going to say. I have to think really hard about what I was going to wear. I had to think really hard. I had to do all this extra thinking and ultimately it wasn't worth it. Like it just, I was like, you know what? If I can't work with people and speak how I speak and teach how I teach and do the things, you know, the way I do them, then I'm just not going to be able to do it. And that's not always something you can do with a corporate job. Right. So when I was working, you know, in an office, I knew I had to behave a certain way and dress a certain way and show up at a certain time and do all those things. But when I kind of realized that it was up to me, I was like, Oh, 
you know, why am I still doing this to myself? It's like slow torture. Why am I, you know, stressing about what I'm going to wear to this meeting? Why am I still going to meetings? <laughs> if I can move everyone online, I can only worry about from here up and then that's it, you know? So yeah. making some of those changes. Well, then we worry, uh, for me at least, I worry about other things. When I stop worrying about one thing, then all of a sudden I create new <laughs> things to worry about. You know, I'm worried about my raps now. I'm worried about all these other things. Like we evolve as humans and our worries evolve too. Yeah, that's What fair. do you worry about these days? Bandwidth sometimes. I guess I worry about, am I going to be able to get everything done by whatever time, day, week it needs to be done? But my worries are more, and I have to say it's more post-COVID. Pre-COVID, I was working probably like closer to 70 hours a week, right? I was glued to my computer. My laptop went with me everywhere. If I took a vacation, it was still with me. I would still answer emails and like, a, you know, like I was driving myself nuts. Um, and then we were kind of forced to slow down. And I was like, oh, okay. I could kind of get used I to this. I could deal with this. Yeah, <laughs> I could, I, I could I get on board this. with this. But I part of it was race. Yeah, like, like not a race anymore. Not a race anymore. And part of it was integrating. So I, I, I never got on board with the work life balancing, but kind of starting to integrate work into my life and vice yeah. versa. And so drawing certain lines like boundaries, which I had none of before. I was like, no, I, I can totally get this out to you while I'm standing in line at Six Flags. Like, what? Why am I sending emails from the line at Six Flags? Too. I've right. done that. Um, working in my car yeah. on my hotspot. No, I'm sorry. I won't be home for another hour. That's when we can meet. Why am I pulling over on the side of the road trying to figure out how I can get you a PL? That is not an emergency. So stuff like that, I started to phase out. I was just like, you know what? As we start to go back to normal, whatever that looks like, I'm capping myself at 40 hours. I'm only taking on things that I can fit into those 40 hours. And I'm not going to create this extra anxiety and this extra stress about, you know, having to be up super early and going to bed late and not having time for friends or activities or family or any of those things. And so the stuff I worry about now is a lot less work related. It's more yeah. how many, you know, how many outings can I go on this weekend? I know it sounds really silly, but it's stuff that I want to do. So it's like, I want to make sure that I can fit it all in. Yeah, that doesn't sound silly at all. That sounds Thanks. real. <laughs> that uh, When did you learn or did you learn how to say no? I learned, I would say probably two years in, which sucks because I'm in business seven years. So it took a while. Um, but I learned, I learned a couple of different ways. I learned because I was being taken advantage of in some, in some cases. And I learned because my, what's the right way to say this? Just because somebody was older than me or had been in business a little bit longer than me doesn't mean they knew what was better. And so I had to sometimes say no to advice that didn't fit with what I was trying to do. And I would say that one was probably harder than saying no to strangers, right? So prospects come in, they have some weird stuff they want you to do. And you're like, oh, sorry, we don't do that. That was a little Default bit easier. Default no for a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, so that was a little easier to learn to say no. Because in the beginning, I'd be like, oh, I'll figure it out. Sure, you have a system I've never heard of. You want to integrate it with this other thing? Oh, yeah, I'll but do all the, the research. what about the people that know and like you? The right. people that already know you and like you, isn't it so much harder to say so no to them? much harder to say no. But I had to also realize that if I was going to create something that was a little different than everyone else's, then it was going to have to be the way that I did it. And so I, still, I will still take the advice and take it kind of in stride. And thank you so much. And I appreciate that. But that doesn't mean I'm going to implement it. doesn't mean it's going to happen. 
doesn't mean I'm going to make changes around it. It just means that you've now given me your opinion. And I appreciate that. And we're friends. But thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> you were not going to be halfway Kelly. You were going to be totally Kelly. Totally Kelly. Yeah. Totally. But it's hard. It's hard when it's someone that you know or someone you respect. And they're trying to kind of put their their methods or their ways on you. And you're not really into it. So just a lot of smiling and okay smiling and nodding thank you so much but this is my r&d here the no thing because my next (laughs) rap is about saying no saying no so um, yeah i had a client once that she had started using a different app and something she's like oh i really like this app and i said okay that's cool you know so we use this app instead oh well i'd really like to use this app i said well all of my clients are in this app this is what my staff is trained on this is what we use we're sticking with this app oh well this one gives me this one weird notification and it got to the point where she was like, well, I'm the boss. And I was like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. respectfully, yes, you are the boss in your business, but not in mine. And so I'm. this is a hard no. We're not going to be changing the software. I understand that you are a client. I respect your opinion. And I get what you're asking for. There may be a way that we can set that up with this app, but we're absolutely not making the change just on the fact that you are the boss and you decided that this shiny new thing was the way that you wanted to go. I had somebody call me up yelling at me, pissed off. And this was related to Zero and QuickBooks. They wanted to move to QuickBooks <laughs> and we wouldn't switch. We, we said, if you're going to work with us, yeah, it's we're going to keep thing. you on Zero. That's a hard no because we don't context shift between right. blue and green. We stay blue. <laughs> I, I stay blue in everything, in yeah. my socials. I don't even go on Instagram because it's not a blue icon. Didn't so. it used to be? I don't know. No, it's like if a rainbow it was, icon, I might have right? been on it. I yeah, it's know. like rainbow. I mean, I just am on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm not even on Facebook, but it is blue, so I it is blue. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't yeah, know it's... much about Zero. I know how to navigate it slightly, but I'm all green, so you can always send them to me. <laughs> so, my my rap mm-hmm. is going to be about saying no to more work. Um, you know, more opportunities. It's so hard to say no to an opportunity as well. Yeah. If you're ultra focused on your so it's going to be about yes, saying yes to drugs and no to opportunity. <laughs> and then you create your own opportunity, I think. I think that's where well, I'm going Well, that's the other it. thing, too. I think that sometimes one opportunity can be bigger, let's say, right? So something you take on can be bigger than two smaller ones. And so saying no to the things that distract you, there's nothing wrong with that where this is where you want to focus and that makes more sense, you know? So that one bigger thing can cancel out two or three small things you have to say no to the small things because when you're pulling yourself in all these different directions, you can't, can't keep your head on straight, so to speak. Well, you have to know what you're marching toward. And that starts with why that mm-hmm. starts with what Mr. Simon has taught us yes. and others are, are really diving into that. Find that, find your why, know what your purpose is, know where you're marching toward, what your, you know, North star is. And then it's so much easier I think mine, yes no. it shifted for a lot of people, though. Like I said, like, so my way of working shifted, but I think that even people's whys, I mean, so it many evolves. people, yeah, so many people started businesses, so many people quit jobs, like everything kind of changed during the pandemic. And so, yeah, it does evolve. It changes. And it also starts with our mindset around money, because a lot of our drive was always, how can, at least for me, how can I make more, mm-hmm. then I can do the things that I want. It's reversed now. Now I'm going to do the that I want. How can I make money doing what I want? Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> well, yeah. So that's like a more, I guess, entrepreneurial mindset, which yeah. I mean, so you're around the same age as me. I don't think that we were raised to think that way. You know, when I Never. started my business, my mom was freaking out specifically about healthcare. What are you going to do about benefits? I'm going to pay for them. But what about health insurance? I was like, right, yes, I'm going to have to pay for those things. But that was her biggest, like, what about health insurance? But that's what was driven in her mind. Right, of course. Of course, of course. And I totally understood where she was coming from. And I would check in with her every week and tell her how everything was going. But yeah, she she was more... Are you paying your bills? Are you able to pay your bills? And do you have health insurance? That was like a really big one. But that's what I mean. Like what she was taught versus what we were taught. And then what direction we ultimately decided to go in are very different. Well, that's it's interesting, too, because your mom versus your aunt, right? Your aunt was totally accepted, accepting what you wanted to do. But she didn't have as much on the line. It wasn't you weren't a reflection of her. 35 years. Yeah, she's been. In this she world, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's been on her own 35 years. And this is your mom's sister or your dad's sister? My mom's sister. Your mom's sister, yeah. So do you find that they're two different people? Very. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Very. My mom, you... so my mom was a corrections captain for the city of New York. And so she worked for New York City for 25 years, retired with, you know, full pension benefits, et cetera. Pension benefits. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and I remember my best friend Kim's dad worked for UPS and his it's all about the pension it's all about the pension and so by the time I was looking for a job nobody was offering pensions not unless you were working for the city <laughs> well isn't that like again like isn't that part of why they had such a separate persona for work because work is driving my life I need yeah. to do this in order to do that yes and that is who I am this isn't who I am this is what I do yeah right yeah yeah but it's also yeah. when somebody asks hey you know who are you or what are you about? Or we almost always start with what do we do? Right, right, right. It's a big one. And that's a that's a weird thing too, right? When you shift. We identify you do, with it. Yeah, that's our identity and, and then who we reinforce later. Like that's why mm-hmm. I'm trying to change my identity. Like right now I'm trying to say I'm a rapper now. Even though I'm not really a rapper. <laughs> like I want to say that more so yeah. I believe it. Well why, we want, we why aren't you really a rapper if you're Oh, I rapping. am now. I have yeah. three raps, so I definitely am a rapper. Now. There you go. After I've got three decent ones, and you've heard one of them. I yeah, you also told me not to do that one at our event. Well, you I didn't that think that the not be audience would be a good fit. Okay, that's true. <laughs> but that is no, there you go. That is my audience though. Accountants are the audience, so why would it not be a good fit? And also to be fair, we weren't fully sure what the audience was gonna be. We had no idea. Yeah, you know? we they were not to me it was just with who was attending. So I figure, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm waiting until somebody invites me to do my rap as part of the presentation. There you go. Once they, that, that becomes part of it, then that's always my audience. Are you speaking at ZeroCon? I am, I have a media pass, but I don't think I'm speaking there. Um, We'll see. We'll see about that. Maybe on the sidebar, I'll I'll do like a, a, you're gonna uh, get someone to host you at their booth just you rapping. I'll do do a party. I'd rather do rap at the party where everybody's (laughs) drunk than during the day. Yeah. (laughs) That'll be uh, one of the after more fun crowd sure. that way. That'll be. I, I heard that there was a really great after party, the '80s party. Did you go to I that? I did. Yes. Yeah. Nia was dressed as Rainbow Bright, which was pretty awesome. I just had on That's some like graffiti-ish. You don't need to dress as Rainbow Bright. You are Rainbow Bright. <laughs> yes, it's, it's you already are. Yeah, you, know, you are. Twilight I wake up Sparkle. like this. <laughs> yeah. I think more more so the Twilight Sparkle than Rainbow Bright, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Agreed. 
But oh. yeah, so that was fun. They had the DeLorean there from Back to the Future, which was a big deal. And, and this is to context the conversation for the audience. This was at Scaling New Heights mm-hmm. 2022 because this episode might come out in 2023. We don't know that True. by the time it does True. get aired back in back in 2022 with yeah the, uh, that was my sixth scaling and scaling was sixth. the first conference that i ever went to so yeah i guess i have like a certain faithfulness to it dope, dope. <laughs> changed I, my, i would say it go. changed my life yeah. changed your life see i say that about zero zero changed my life so i said so when i did my presentation for quickbooks to become part of their trainer writer network there they say do a do a 10 minute presentation about quickbooks you know pick a feature, pick a thing, whatever. And I was like, so I get in front of these people and I knew it was going to be people that knew all about QuickBooks. So I did a presentation about how QuickBooks changed my life. It allowed me to start a business, how it got me leads through their website, how it gave me validation, you know, so on and so forth. But I was able to, yeah, I mean, I was able to buy a house. I was able to like start doing things that I really wanted to do. And that all came from being able to grow a business. And so, so let's talk about hard numbers. I, I usually like to bring this up much earlier in the episode, but yeah. it's always important. Hard numbers. And we didn't really get into the leading lady um, stuff. I want to talk about that. I'll send that you a too. link for that if that's yeah. easier. Well, I, no, I, I want to talk about that too okay. if we have some time. But let's let's first go hard numbers. So you've got a couple different ventures. Give me mm-hmm. a percentage and approximate revenues for each one. For care, whatever you like to share. Okay. Nobody's going to judge you for the revenues, but I think that's so important. So I always to know. say that. So totally booked went to six figures by the third year I was in business. And okay. actually, third year, second. Yes, third year. So the first year was a lot of me learning and running around like a chicken without a head. Then I went to that conference, which was actually scaling, which I've now said that. And I then streamlined everything, added apps, changed my whole way of approaching business stop going on site, et cetera, et cetera, like literally changed everything. And I had doubled my income in that end of the end of that year. So the second half of that year. And once I was online only, so now I'm doing, you know, more, I'm getting more leads in because I've also now grown some SEO stuff. So it was totally booked, went to six figures. I'm going to say two and a half years. Okay. And that was pretty freaking awesome. And then we're totally booked now as far as revenues. We're um, still there. We're still in the six okay. figures. <laughs> Three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, one fifty. Um, I always get weird about money. So. 300 we hover around 300 and i keep okay. saying we but it is just me really so i have contractors that you do a lot of the day-to-day say we because you can't do it all at I 300 all. you definitely can't do it all no you can't well i shouldn't say that there are people that do but they're doing yeah, a lot that's where they hit their ceiling if they're the, just one person you, most professional day-to-day. services one person unless it's a different type of business well part of industry yeah i was gonna say because i also work on other stuff so if it was just that maybe but i'm i also have no interest in figuring well that's just part of the pie (laughs) for you right so i I think that's a large part of the pie if that's just part of the pie right what percentage is that of your total i would still say that's probably at least 60 percent 60 percent yeah and then you have Totally SEO. I'm trying to think of time, divvying time. So totally SEO is not a huge producer, but it does help me meet different people and work with different sure. different bookkeepers, but also different apps, opener. which has been great. Yeah. And it's usually new apps that are like, how do we speak to the accountant channel? How do we, you know, get that message out? Stuff like that. So that one's not a big one. I would 
fives, five figures ish, like not a lot of money, okay. not at all. Okay. And then leading ladies, it's not just me. So leading ladies, I share with Kristen Nice Seraldo, who you've now met in person and mm-hmm. online. And we do a bunch of different stuff there. I would say our Etsy store is the online representation of. So we do a lot of creative stuff. So we have swag for accountants and bookkeepers. And then some people just work from home stuff, like fun stuff. But then the other side of that is if you see me doing, let's say, a webinar or some kind of training or something like that, that's typically run through there. So Kristen and I will work on the content together. So like the slideshows, I mean, the slide slideshows, the slides that you were a big fan of, <laughs> those were Kristen's brainchild. And Sorry. she's very good. No, it's okay. Is it a child or an animal? I have a two chi- children. Two children. Here. Hi, children. You guys want to say hi? Um, my... Uh... Let's let's see. This is like two versions of the same person. Oh, it's a little person. Hi. One, one that is four years old and one that is fourteen. Ah. They're basically the same person. Aww. Just different ages. <laughs> Julia and Aria. Oh, very nice. So that's that's fun. It's still summer break yes. here for half of my kids. The other half is in school. Oh so. really? Got year-round school and summer school. Yeah, this is, oh, wow. well, not summer school. Year-round school and then re- traditional calendar. Did they um, choose that or did you choose that? Uh, so the the elementary and middle school is like walking distance from the house. So that's yeah. just on a on a year-round calendar. Okay. That's the county chooses that for yeah. you. You could find a school that is not, but then it's further away. And then high school, they don't really have a year-round um, calendar. So got it. I like that track. So back to oh, so leading collab, ladies, I share with Kristen. Le- leading ladies, yes. Yeah, yeah. So leading ladies, I share with Kristen, and I would say, actually, I guess I haven't thought about how much that brings in, but it's a decent amount. But that's probably where the majority of my other focus is. So if it's it, also where your creative side gets to shine. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the more fun stuff. So we get to make cool things. We get to like, and all of our presentations are more representative of how we see things and so they're a little bit more funky a little bit more fun eye-catching bright colors you know that kind of stuff so i always say that if i'm working with an app or a company they kind of know what they're getting themselves into because that's usually the way that we sway is going to be on the more fun more colorful more bright side of things and so if we if we wind up working with somebody and they're like oh we need to to change how this sounds or we need this to be a little different we started, we kind of start to realize early on that they're more of a corporate voice, if you will, and we're probably not going to work out. And so you guys are fun. Yeah, <laughs> we can, fun we can change that immediately. Side. Yeah. So I've, I've already um, decided that when I do, when I'm ready to make swag and other things for this podcast, I'm going to have the brand kit ready and I'm going to just hand it to you guys and tell you guys what I want to do. <laughs> there you go. Do you do that? Is that something that you guys yeah, do? We've actually, so lately we've gotten a lot of requests for like, well, this is what we're trying to say. You know, like how can we kind of bring that to light? And so we don't call ourselves, you know, marketing specialists by any track. Like I know I'm not a marketing director or, you know, outsourced marketing person. We're probably more going to bring like your vision to, to reality kind of thing yeah but we'll help you figure out what that is so a lot of times it's hey you know i want it to be a little more fun or i I like this thing and we'll ask you to send us some ideas and so like what did you see online that you liked can you go on pinterest and make a board that kind of thing and then we'll take from that and translate that into let's say the one message that you're trying to get out there 
Yeah, so I'm I'm doing it a couple of different ways. I got Madeline helping me. I nice. just hired Fearless to help me figure out what the brand is, what the strategy is, how I want to do this, how I want to rebrand it and everything and the best ways to do that website. Then yeah. once I have that, then I then I can have some a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And uh and start it's doing a cool things. Process. I already have an idea. I want to do some Air Force ones right. that are custom for this color, whatever the color this is. I want to mm-hmm. do some hats some mm-hmm. cool like Kangle hats that have the brand mm-hmm. on it. Got to do shirts, I'm sure. You got you got to do shirts, you got to do that kind of <laughs> I want to do fanny packs and yoga mats. Those are like the <laughs> those um It's kind of cool that fanny packs are back. <laughs> I love it. I love I wear packs. mine all the time. Same. Yeah. I don't I don't even care. I love my fanny pack. I bring <laughs> especially when I'm traveling. The airport it's so convenient. Is the best. Oh my god. Everything. So I, well, I wear gym shorts a lot too, so I don't have any. I don't want to put like I used to have cargo pants, mm-hmm. right? I used to have, wear cargo shorts and, and everything could fit in my pockets. <laughs> now, like I've got my weed, I got my mm-hmm. wallet, I got my phone, I got my right pen and pad. Path. Like, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can reach my ID right away. TSA. I'm like, bam, ID ticket. Everything's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. I don't even have to think about it. I know exactly where it is. But big fan of the fanny packs. Big fan of fanny packs. So yeah, so we're gonna have some accounting high fanny packs. Nice. Um and then uh yep. So yeah. so that's that's really cool because you have an outlet for your creative side. I feel like for a lot of a lot of me, I always thought that the creative side was like more of a hobby and then the business had to be business. Now I'm really trying to bridge those to see if I can make the hobby the business. Although when I look at my percentage of revenue and percentage of time, it's totally flipped. Like when we yeah. I probably spend 90%. It's not even an 80, 20 thing. I probably spent 90 or more percent of my time on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then 90% or more of my income comes from the firm. But for a long time, you were focused on the other one, right? So like, I feel like it's more of a, and you do have to find the balance, so to speak between them, but the sure. creative outlet, it also helps me to do my other stuff better. Cause a lot of times, especially when you're working with different companies, it's a lot of like, think juice, if you will, like a lot of decision juice that you have to, mm-hmm. you have to use. Right. And so that can also stress think you juice. out. Yeah. I, I think some people say brain calories, you got to burn more brain calories. Right. But. So like you're doing some hard stuff, right? Like trying to help them figure out what it is that they're trying to convey to the world. And then the flip side of it is I go and do a bank rack and I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. That's easy. <laughs> so like it helps me go back to, oh yeah, this is the stuff it's I know. Therapeutic. It's yes, like, a little oh, bit, yeah. I can do this. I'm very I can do this. I don't have to this. think about it. I know I'm good at this. Everyone else knows mm-hmm. I'm good at this. I'm just going to hang, you know, like hang out in QuickBooks for a while. And I'm like, ah, it kind of brings you down. But then you need some <laughs> deliberate practice and other things too. That's why like the rap thing for me is, is hard now, but I'm getting more deliberate practice so it can become comfortable and i can start like doing it intentionally so when you go in front of an audience is there anything that you have to do to help yourself be more comfortable or think through it i have no idea because i haven't done it live yet okay well in general because you've done like panels and stuff like that but do you still Still, freak out oh hell yeah i was so nervous before the um before the accounting web and i was just a moderator i didn't even have to do anything (laughs) I was still super nervous. Um, I think it's always going to be like that, though. Yes and no. So one thing that I learned as I've done a few more, yes, I still get nervous. Don't get me wrong. But now, especially if I'm talking to other accountants and bookkeepers, I look at it like I'm talking to people that are similar to me. Like I'm talking to my friends almost. Like I'm going to go out there and I make it more conversational on purpose. But that's also how I speak. I, you know, 
I can't help but be myself, especially when I'm in front of other people, right? I'm in front of as a whole room. I can't mumble. put on a different, yeah, I can't put on a different persona to speak to a whole room. So I just look at it as I'm talking to my friends. They have some yeah. questions. So, they may have, you know, want to know more about what I'm talking about. But for the most part, I'm talking to my people. I feel framing it really helps. Framing it as excitement over nervous helps your mindset mm-hmm. too. I want to do well. I know it's going to go well, but I'm really excited for it. Like I'm really right. pumped that I get to do this. I have the opportunity to do it. That's how I always, always look at it for the rest of my life because my mindset has shifted where yeah. you could easily turn anxiety into fear instead of into excitement. And anxiety and excitement are the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Anticipation and and all of that, like the the excitement the that you get up. when you're gonna, when you're about to go on that ride at Six Flags, like <laughs> you know, you're excited about it. You're, you, this is going to be fun, yeah. But you also could be very nervous and very scared. So I mean, you maybe you do want to pick up your phone and, and start thinking about something else and start texting clients yep. <laughs> when you're waiting. You know, go back to what I know. <laughs> yeah, and then and then it's like a, a comforting feeling, right? Like the people that are ambiverts is is the word that Greg Kite taught me is. You know, we, we can get a lot of excitement around other people and we thrive, you know, mm-hmm. entertaining and being around other people and, and we enjoy that feedback, but also we need our space too. We need to go back into our lab and our cave and, mm-hmm. and do our thing and we need to be able to oscillate between the two. Well, I notice on a day where I have, you know, back-to-back Zoom calls, whether it's clients, apps, podcasts, if you will, like on a day where I have those back to back, I'm exhausted at the end. And I may not have done any work by way of, you know, transactions and and balancing and reconciling, but the, the on aspect of it is also exhausting. Well, you have to be present present, in the moment. Smiling, focusing, paying attention. mm -hmm. Yeah. All of those things. Takes a lot of brain juice to be present. Yeah. got to be an active listener. That, that was something that I took me about a year to figure out. Like, I think I got it now, but oof, <laughs> it was rough the first go around. If you listen to some early episodes, you can tell I was yeah. not actively listening. I was all, I was somewhere else it's hard. and there at the same time. That's a, that's a tough thing to shift. It's hard. Context shifting is tough for us humans because we are so much is thrown at us too. Yeah. So much is thrown at us with the different yeah. socials and the different notifications one thing that changed my life, what's your opinion on notifications? So I don't have notifications for email, like my work email on my phone. I leave but you used on, to. I used to, yeah, when I first started because I thought, oh my gosh, if I don't answer this email, like the whole, my whole business is going to implode. What, I have to get back to them immediately. No, no, you don't. And nothing, you know, no one has died on my watch, thank God. I would check my I, email in the car while I was driving sometimes. Oh no, so you know. I have, I have gotten I don't even far drive away anymore. from that thing. That's why, this is part yeah. of the reason I don't even drive. My car doesn't even leave the house much. No, I turned off notifications for email. That was something I picked up at a conference. I'll leave the fun stuff. Like Instagram, I have it set to no sound, but I'll, I'll still let it pop up. Where I get more distracted is more like my text messages because they're on my computer also and stuff that has like anything that's on my computer that can distract me. It's like squirrel. And then I have to get back to what I was doing. So that's where I probably dropped the ball more. It's like Well, what imprinted in us is text messages were always computer first for us when it was AIM. Yeah, right? that's true. <laughs> and and that was that was our text messaging. And then yeah. it cost money to send text. And then it didn't cost money to send text. And, and at first, we had to type the numbers in when mm-hmm. we had our phones at 16. P9, we were, 9. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and we were, we were doing codes and 
like and it was always like a text was associated with something else and it was always like you know but then all of a sudden then when people got the uh the blackberries Mm -hmm. and they were emailing from their phones and and texting through that then the iphone came and the rest is history. I know that I know that how you feel. I didn't bring up iPhone That's once. Fine. I had to. That's I had to. Drop I tried the... an iPhone first. And... So the I is an upside down exclamation mark, and I use that as a. Uh, I, I use that as a as a tie in to my life. Like I, you know how the in Spanish the yes. question mark is upside down and uppercase. Yeah, but don't well, they do exclamation English. also? I think so, but that's that's what the iPhone is, right? You got the exclamation mark on both sides. Nice. Um, (laughs) That's parentheses for the iPhone is exclamation marks. Um, That's all I'm going to say there. I'll drop that. uh, (laughs) I have a Google phone because I do everything pretty much through Google. I would say I can I can probably run my business from my phone if I needed to, and so it's worked for me for many years, and I'm happy. We all can. Google works great. In know, the exclamation amazing. mark, too. <laughs> Google works great in there. So, Kelly, what is next for you? Do you have any big yeah. things that you're marching towards? No, I don't think. I mean, I'm I'm happy that Chris and I are growing Leading Ladies, which is really fun. And so that's... Shout out just... to what you guys did with Nicole's poem. You took oh, her Yeah, poem. we made it into a shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. dope. I I loved that. I saw that. Yeah, I was like, I, I'll probably I wear one that one, one raps, to QuickBooks Connect. Hope one day one of my raps will make it on there. There too. we go. See, one just send me the quotes. From... Yeah, so we're we're able to grow that, which is great. Working with different apps is always fun. I like to be able to give input on technology that is important for us on the accounting side, which is not always something that app partners realize until you bring it to their attention. So being in a position to tell them when there's something going on is great. I'm hoping to speak at QuickBooks Connect in December. And, oh, I'm going to Appy Along Camp. with a lot of other people. Yes. I'm sure a lot of people want to yes. speak at that QuickBooks Connect. Well, it's Connect, like the return of QuickBooks Connect. It's like a really big deal. <laughs> I bet. That's kind of like ZeroCon, too. And you're going to uh, Liz and Heather's Yeah, uh, Appy, I was accepted Appy for Camp? Appy Camp in September. I'm very excited. Oh, wow. You got to apply to, yeah. to go? Yeah. So I you have to apply, apply. And then you can also nominate some up-and-coming, like, speakers and stuff like that so yeah is it still is it still open or do they close that out i believe it's still open and if it is i will send you the application send me the application i would love to go i can drive up there oh yeah that's like in your yeah totally close to you i was contemplating driving so i don't know i gotta look at the route i think it's like eight hours if i drive it's not terrible yeah for me it's probably less than three i I would definitely i would definitely go if i if i had an invite but there we go i don't know i don't know if i'm I'm top caliber yet in this whole accounting world i'm still hold on finding my so it is it is a mix of established speakers and up and coming speakers and that was the whole point it's to help bring up more speakers or more people that are interested in speaking in our industry because there is a lack of people that want to do that or have an entry weight into it and I think that's probably more of what it is. The barrier yeah, to entry. Maybe. People don't realize they can apply to speak, you know, for conferences, webinars, et cetera. Sometimes it's just a matter of asking, but people don't know. So bringing that awareness because we need more people that want to talk about technology and accounting and all the fun stuff that we do. It's not. I just want to do my raps. I already figured out what my presentation is going to (laughs) be. I I already got it. I already got it. It, There's got some some certain themes, but whoever's sponsoring it, I can do a wrap for them. I got the giraffe one already. Uh I got the dark horse one. I can. The the big sponsor, I believe, is into it. So into it, I haven't. I I don't think (laughs) so. That that's the other thing too. It's like 
Intuit is already a playground full of people. Yeah. And I don't think I need to or want to apply to be in that playground because then I'm going to be eating off of somebody else's plate. And I don't want to take away opportunities from other people that have been living in well, the Intuit bubble forever. Well, some of those people are looking to not live in the Intuit bubble anymore. They're looking to go to other bubbles. Or yeah. retire. You yeah, have to think true. about it. Some of the people that have been doing training for Intuit have been doing it a long time. And maybe they just don't want to anymore. Yeah. Not and, and not in an offensive to, way. Just, hey, I've I just have to evolve to my, like, I had an unhealthy distaste for Intuit in early days because my parents are software developers and they never liked Intuit. So it was just yeah. one of those things where it's like when you're a Carolina fan, you don't like Duke. And when you're a Zero fan, you don't like QuickBooks, right? Like, I, I don't know well, if that's a real thing. I don't too, think it's a real thing anymore. My, it was always I think my mindset. in the beginning, yeah. but I think now a lot have hybrid views like i don't have anything oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on zero. fresh i'm on team fresh books though I, oh well that's a whole different that. team yeah that's a whole other <laughs> team yeah so once there's a third player it's more comfortable it's not like a one versus the other yeah type that's thing. fair yeah i yeah. so i mean if we look at it in that space a lot of people look at it like intuit or quickbooks is the big one in the u.s but then in other places not so much so i feel like it's just a matter of preference i started on quickbooks obviously i started on desktop and then i moved to online and pretty early on and decided that that's what I was going to stick with. And so I just got it better at life. that. It changed my life. Changed so your life. I am well, I'm pro into it. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the contrast. Although green doesn't fit your palette. I'll, mm, that's not fair. My, that I is fair. Nothing, so hold on. I couldn't imagine you with green in your hair. This yeah. It's on your palette because of QuickBooks. <laughs> that's why. And do you want to laugh a little bit? The color that is down here it is on the bottle. Green. Do you know what it's called? Green. Seafoam green. It's just called green, but it comes out oh, blue. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? Oh, wow. Yeah. Is... <laughs> this blue that you're seeing is actually the name on the that's bottle. That's the best blue. Is though. green. And that's it comes out more like I've a green blue, but yeah, it's like an electric blue. So I will be dyeing my hair blue in October and I don't know if it's going to be a permanent or not, but it's going to be for Rick and Morty. I'm going to be Rick and my son's going to be Morty. Yeah. My hair is super long now, so I might have to cut it. I was going to say, do you have to cut it? And your hair probably goes fairly quickly. Well, kind of. So the sides are growing longer so I can do the whole Rick thing. If Mm -hmm. you know what Rick and Morty looks like, that's going to be like the, I'm going to be like the doc. Rick is like doc Brown. Yeah. Almost from back to the future. cartoon version right i have my lab coat already that was oh, like nice. the cover of this podcast i'm wearing a lab coat i was so a mad just, scientist last year for christmas so i had the lab coat that and, is a mad scientist yeah, yeah that, the hair actually helped scientist. the hair was the big deal wasn't it yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll see i might have to get that green color i think it's a lighter blue though see that blue kind of okay. matches my blue persona so if my hair's blue it'll just fit guys don't do it that often so i'm, I'm, no. I'm curious on if i'm going to be able to do it long term or if it's just a halloween thing but uh we'll, we'll see if you're doing just one color, I can say it's a lot easier than if you're doing multiple because you can just kind of rinse through. Like you can just keep applying the one color, whereas I have to like go and sit in a chair and have somebody separate my different sections into different colors. Otherwise, it would be just like a big colorful mess. It'll make me feel more youthful. There you um, go. I, the grays are coming in. I'm starting to see the grays oh. and I'm I'm going to have to like, you, know, you, you can't just cover the gray well see yours you're turning it into like a white part of the uh <laughs> no i see a lot of girls that do that they, mm-hmm. they take the three colors and one of them is white that was my yes, uh, niece in too. mexico yeah she's got the purple mm-hmm. blue and white yeah and she's young you know she's like 15 
So yeah, white and gray for a while there was really popular. Like people were intentionally going gray. I couldn't get behind it, but I, I more power to them. Me, yeah. I saw well, one gray you, hair you and I was like, palette. oh my gosh, I know. It's time. I know. Well, I, I thought you were in your twenties when I first met you. That's I thought. <laughs> thank you, thank so, you. But I it also that. made me appreciate that more when I found out you were my age. I was yeah. like, okay, that that makes it even better. Well, I do get that, that a lot. Youthful, I get yeah. like one of the, and I'll take it as a compliment, but I get a lot how adorable I am. You're so cute. Okay. You're adorable. And this is like at, yeah, at conferences. First you could, it's a matter of how you take that though, right? Like you uh, could yeah. take that and be offended by like, it. Nobody takes it me seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I well you don't take yourself class. seriously. I don't take myself seriously. So I don't want other well, people to take me that if seriously If you get up too. and you do a class and you're doing a training, right? And you're teaching people about something and then they come up and they say, you know, I just think you are so adorable. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Did you learn the things that I was, you know, like, did it, uh, did anything resonate gonna, with you or did yeah. you just think I was cute? And then also I get a I lot of, well, I mean, I, how long could you be in business? You're like 20 something years old. I'm like, mm, thank you. So now I just like, I'm like, hell yeah, I am. It's going <laughs> like, to work out fine. in your favor in the end, but you've got to, so for me, it's like, I got to anchor some more education with the entertainment because I don't want people to just say, oh, that was really funny. Or I really thought like, cause then it's like, it, it's sort of, hits me the wrong way sometimes sometimes it's like well actually that wasn't supposed to be funny but i'm glad that you found it funny right. you know like it's i said something serious and then they thought it was funny all right so is that am i just the joke like are right. you laughing at me or is you laughing yeah. with me are you appreciating it or not yeah yeah but so also- it's like, kind of like the cute thing is that double-edged sword right mm-hmm. that you know it's I, I you want the cute to work in your favor you want people to think you're endearing and welcoming and and approachable yeah but then at the same time you know, they, you don't want them to just pat you on the head. That was a great job. Yeah. But I've also learned that it, it puts me in front of different audiences and they don't find me. And this is like a branding perspective, I guess, but people don't find me as threatening and they yep. tend to listen to what I'm saying because they say it a little differently. And I do more of the normal speak than throwing, you know, accountant speak at you. And so I'll take it. I'm happy awesome. with it. Well, I think this episode lived up to the hype. All my good episodes go to at least Woo! an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half. So this will be a good one. I don't yeah. think there's going to be too much to edit down. We This was this was great. Stories I always like to that. share my story because I think a lot of people don't realize that we didn't all go to school for accounting. We didn't all follow the same path. And so if there's somebody out there that feels less comfortable or less comfortable in their skin, so to speak, right, because they didn't follow the traditional path, like, you're not alone. There's a bunch of us that didn't do that. And so I'm always, and I always say this too, you find me on social, in person, any, speak to me, ask me questions. Tell me, tell me about you. I'm always down for a conversation. You're very approachable. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Very approachable. I try not I to be threatening. A, <laughs> yeah. Hold I'm on. Since we're coming to an end here, my dog is crying. Endearing. We've met her, but you're yeah. about to meet her again. All right. You can come in. Come on. So there's a big thunderstorm happening here and she's been sitting outside my door crying. So this is Nina. 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 Say hi, Nina. Where did Nina come from? The name. So she was actually with another family before and they gave her up. And when I got her, she only knew that her name was Nina and she was house trained. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave your name the same because it just feels wrong. You've already been traumatized that somebody like left you. So I'm going to let you keep your name. And so 
I do kept you it. have a travel bag for Nina? You know I have a travel bag for Nina. Let's I, be honest I, here. Yeah, this dog goes go everywhere. She has a car seat. She has a seatbelt for different cars. She has, I, I have a purse for her. She has all the things. This dog is So quite she spoiled. is your, your child. Kind of, yeah. She's my yeah. she's my little baby. There is no she's kind of about that. Baby. I know a lot of a lot of people that they choose the child's you choose your kids in that yes. case, right? Like you could, <laughs> yeah. you don't have like you don't have a choice when it's a literal human being. But. Yes. Well, it's funny because a friend of mine. So my last dog was Bonnie, and she came from my friend Kimberly, and Kim had posted on Instagram like, "Oh, we have this Yorkie that a family gave up. If anyone's interested." So I said, "Oh, I just want to meet her." And so when I got to the house, they had already packed all of her stuff. They were like, "Well, we know you were great with Bonnie, so we she's yours." And I was like, "Okay." I was like, had just broken up with my ex, wasn't really sure where I was going to live. I was like, oh, by the way, hey, I know we're going through this thing, but I also now have a dog. And yeah, so, you know, we're just going to make that work. So she's gone everywhere with me. She drove cross country with me. She's been on many an airplane. And uh, she's been on a podcast now. Now she's been on a podcast. She's probably been on a few, (laughs) to be honest, because she also lays across my desk. So I put pictures like that where I'm working and she just uses my arm as a pillow and, you know, typing away. But Totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, that's that's all that integrating work and life, right? That's part of that's that. Exactly. All it. of it together. I mean, we, we both had our kids on this. Yeah. I, I had my <laughs> twins, my twins that are 10 years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Thank you again. I appreciate you taking the time Thank to you for chat having me. with me. This was great. And Always. Stay tuned for Happy Hour Camp. Again, that's definitely (laughs) going to have already happened by the time this airs. It will happen by the time this airs, but I will also send you the link. Cool. All right, Kelly. Peace out. Bye.